And now, America's number one show on pop culture and politics. This is the Michael Medved Show. And another great day in this greatest nation on God's green earth. And yeah, I do believe it's a great day. I do believe it's a great nation. I don't believe this is a tragic day or a sad day or a day for embarrassment or the day for apology or a day to uh, actually cream and scream about the American system of criminal justice. I mean, let's see. Uh, by the way, many, many people are looking at the charges against President Trump, the Trump arraignment that took place just uh, actually moments ago, minutes ago, and saying, now nah, won't hold up. He, he won't be found guilty. That's possible. Uh, it's possible on the other side as well. But again, we should have some confidence in a system of justice that has worked pretty well over the last... Uh, 200 plus years. And the idea that this is somehow a day of tragedy and shame, uh, let's see how it all works out. I mean, the one thing that I would point out, and gosh, you can't say this enough, is that with all of uh, President Trump uh, demanding that people protest, protest, protest for all of the arrangements that were made and the New York police flooding the streets and trying to protect the city from chaos and violence and destruction and indignation and, and basic craziness, the, uh, um, the CBS News is reporting, and this is confirmed by Fox, and uh, it's confirmed even by uh, Newsmax and other more right-wing uh, sources of news. There were maybe two dozen or so, that's 24, Trump supporters across from the courthouse. The ratio of reporters to protesters seemed to be about 30 to 1. And uh, again, th there are people on, on, in the media, I uh, was just listening moments ago to CBS News, and they were talking about Trump's appearance and uh, with the slumped over shoulders. And that's kind of interesting because one of the things that Karen McDougal, who is one of the women to whom hush money was paid, 150000 in her case through the National Enquirer, in any event, she had said that one of the things she found attractive about Trump was his posture. Interesting. Okay, and uh, again, that led to a long-term relationship, at least according to her testimony. But we will get to all of that, I think, to a, a sickening extent over the next year in which this uh, case will be occupying all kinds of public attention. Uh, this is the way that the CBS uh, News discussed Trump's walk of shame. Uh, listen. Let's listen in now. sober-looking President Trump. Um, no handcuffs that we mm -hmm. saw walking with his arms. I, I wonder if he made a decision, even though a member of his team said that he may speak to the cameras there, if he decided this was not a 
a shot or a piece of sound he wanted to be remembered well, for. Or maybe his legal team suggested that it's not the appropriate time. Yeah. And not every, he's, look, he's a former television producer. But at the end of the day, go back to what we heard right when this indictment came down. He didn't like it. He was stunned by it. He didn't think Bragg was going to move forward. He doesn't want to be arrested. He doesn't want to be arraigned. Yes, he's going to use it for his political campaign. But personally, this is not a moment he has welcomed, based on our reporting. Okay, uh, not a moment he has welcomed. Uh, usually, if you're indicted on 34 felony charges, uh, yeah, that's usually not... A, a moment that you're waiting for or eager to see. Some of the uh, protesters who were there outside the courtroom had a great big uh, banner that they had spread across the pavement that said Trump lies all the time. That was right outside the courthouse. The uh, judge ruled that uh, that's Judge Michon, who's going to be Juan Michon, who's going to be uh, carrying on this case. And he, by the way, was attacked by President Trump just uh, earlier today. We will get to that, of course. We'll also get to the other important news of the day, which is two very significant elections, one in Wisconsin, one in Chicago, that will help determine the direction of uh, a, a crucial swing state in the Midwest, and of course the second largest city, actually third largest city now, in the United States uh, with the mayoral election going on in Chicago, and a more conservative alternative uh, in the uh, uh, person of uh, candidate Vallis, who is definitely uh, less liberal and doctrinaire than Lori Lightfoot, who didn't even clear the primary. Uh, President Trump sent out a, a plaintive uh, tweet, or it's not a tweet, of course, it's from Truth Social, his own uh, social media organ. And in Truth Social from at the real Donald Trump, uh, he wrote, and this is in the car on the way, on the four miles between Trump Tower and the courthouse where he was arraigned just moments ago, Heading to Lower Manhattan, the courthouse, seems so surreal. Wow, they are going to arrest me. Can't believe this is happening in America. MAGA. Uh, the, the idea that this is happening in America and, and people say that, well, what will the rest of the world think of the United States of America? I think what the rest of the world will think is based on the fact that none of the mass protests, none of the violence, remember Trump was warning about death and destruction would be the result. That does not appear to be materializing. This is very different from January 6th, or maybe, just maybe, and one can only hope for this, people learn from January 6th. They learn that you damage your own cause. And, and damage it profoundly if you act irresponsibly, if you act like a thug, if you fail to accept the rule of law. Thomas Paine, the uh, author of Common Sense, which was the pamphlet that actually led to American independence uh, very directly because it helped to persuade people. Yeah, it was not just a fight against Parliament and some actions of Parliament. It was a fight against the whole idea of being under the control of Britain. 
Thomas Paine wrote, In America, the law is king. For as in absolute governments the king is law, so in free countries the law ought to be king, and there ought to be no other. Uh, we'll get to President Trump's attack on the judge in this case, uh, who has a very interesting background. He was actually born in Colombia, and he came here at age six. And he was a judge in a previous Trump-related case, the one where Alan Weisselberg, the chief financial officer of the Trump Organization, ended up at Rikers Island. Uh, we will get to Marjorie Taylor Greene, who, no exaggeration, is comparing uh, President Trump to Nelson Mandela, who was for 27 years a political prisoner in South Africa. She's comparing Trump to Mandela and to Jesus. Is this really a crucifixion? Uh, by the way, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene was in New York trying to lead some pro-Trump demonstrations. So how did that go? We will let you hear some of it. And Marco Rubio with a video that's popular on the web about why today is a bad day for all of us. And Senator Rubio says, and I don't agree with them, that we are all going to regret it for a very long time. Does Trump regret the course of actions that led him to this situation? We'll get to that and more, all coming up on The Medved Show. I'll keep you in suspense. On The Michael Medved Show, 1-800-955-1776. The Michael Medved Show. And on the Michael Medved show, uh, coming up, uh, and we will try to go to it live if we possibly can, uh, there's going to be a press conference, not by Donald J. Trump. He is speaking tonight. He has gotten network time, and I believe pretty much everywhere, because it is so newsworthy. And yes, of course, it is the first time ever we have had a former president who has been indicted on criminal offenses, 34 of them. Uh, but he won't have a mugshot, and he won't be handcuffed. Uh, and he listened minutes ago to the details and then pleaded in a strong, commanding voice, of course, not guilty. Uh, we will also find out soon about the more detailed nature of these charges and whether they have a good chance to hold up. We'll be talking to Andrew McCarthy, who's been very critical of uh, uh, Prosecutor uh, Bragg, the uh, Alvin Bragg, who, of course, is the district attorney of Manhattan and who has gotten a great deal of con uh, controversy and criticism from all over the map because there are questions about him expanding what seem to be statewide misdemeanor charges into felonies. This is a rickety ladder or connector uh, that has come up here. And maybe that's why there is, uh, there is some harsh feeling. I mean, I, I mentioned that, look, people who expected a mass uprising, uh, something that it was comparable to January 6th, uh, are very disappointed because 
that didn't happen. That hasn't happened. And I think that's good news. I think that's why this is a great day for this great nation. And uh, it's also a great day when you can have in New York City, despite the fact that Mayor Adams spoke to potential demonstrators ahead of Trump's arraignment, uh, here was the, uh, the urging, which is uh, pretty sane, it seems to me, from a former police lieutenant, now the mayor of New York City. Mayor Eric Adams, this is clip seven, had a message for potential demonstrators. Listen. Maybe some rabble-rousers thinking about coming to our city tomorrow. Our message is clear and simple. Control yourselves. New York City is our home, not a playground for your misplaced anger. We are the safest large city in America because we respect the rule of law in New York City. And although we have no specific threats, people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, who is known to spread mis misinformation and hate speech, uh, she stated she's coming to town. While you're in town, be on your best behavior. As always, we will not allow violence or vandalism of any kind. And if one is caught participating in any act of violence, they will be arrested and held accountable. Okay. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, he mentioned there, uh, did make some of the most attention-getting remarks <laughs> of a, a very, very busy media day. How did she get attention here? by making some very original and uh, outrageous comparisons between President Trump, the man of the hour, and other major figures in the history of the world. Uh, listen to what she said. This is clip two. President Trump is joining some of the most incredible people in history being arrested today. Um, Nelson Mandela was arrested, served time in prison. Jesus. Jesus was arrested and murdered by the Roman government. There have been many people throughout history that have been arrested and persecuted by radical, corrupt governments. And it's beginning today in New York City. Um, and I just can't believe it's happening, but I'll always support him. He's done nothing wrong. Uh, okay. Uh, comparing President Trump uh, to, to Jesus and comparing President Trump to Nelson Mandela. Nelson Mandela was imprisoned uh, because he had dedicated his life to defeating apartheid. I think most people, maybe even Marjorie Taylor Greene, recognizes that apartheid was a profound evil and that, uh, by the way, Nelson Mandela triumphed over apartheid and became the first a majority vote, open vote, post-apartheid president of South Africa. And and then to compare President Trump to Jesus, the, the point about Jesus and Mandela is they both had an honorable cause that uh, for which they sacrificed themselves, a cause of, of justice and decency and uplift, and particularly in Holy Week. I mean, honest to goodness, what are we talking about here? By the way, anybody who wants to defend the uh, comparison between uh, Jesus and President Trump, uh, please give us a call. Uh, we will give you a chance to speak and explain yourself. 1-800-955-1776. There, there was also this that uh, 
Green bashed Eric Adams for the few minutes she held a megaphone. She was surrounded largely by reporters. Mayor Adams, you send your henchmen down here to commit assault against people by making loud noises, she whined. Now, what exactly is she talking about? Uh, ben Collins of NBC News reported that the loud noises to which Green was referring were at least partially the work of self-identifying Trump supporters who had been handing out whistles. Uh, Green later claimed New York City public advocate Juman uh, Williams was also blowing a whistle. And this is a rally at uh, Collect Pond Park, which has all kinds of interesting historical residents. Collect Pond was a, a natural pond that, that was established at one point in lower Manhattan and the Five Points neighborhood was right around it. It was a very, very rough, tough, gang-infested neighborhood. This is before the Civil War. And the gangs came up uh, at, at Collect Pond Park outside the courthouse ahead of the Trump arraignment. And it sounded uh, like this until the anti-Trump side had a new chant that they offered that kind of drowned out the opposition. This is clip 10. the loud noises, the whistles you hear. <laughs> uh, they are chanting, lock him up, lock him up, which of course is refreshes people's memory about all those chants about Hillary. Lock her up, lock her up. Uh, at, at least now they're the lock him up chanters are rewarded, in quotes, by an indictment. By the way, that rally that Marjorie Taylor Greene was hosting was supposed to include, all invited to that, were the 11 Republicans in the New York delegation, members of Congress. Uh, they're all invited of those 11 Republicans. Uh, none of them from New York State were there. We'll be right back. Michael Medved show uh, an arraignment day uh, broadcast on uh, this significant day in American history. Uh, yes, it is noteworthy that for the first time ever, a former president of the United States has been arraigned, arrested, uh, and uh, basically is going to have to over the next year and all of the legal experts. We're going to be speaking to Andrew McCarthy coming up about how this trial is likely to go, uh, whether it will go forward, whether there is any chance of some kind of plea bargain that could save face for Alvin Bragg, who's been heavily criticized for bringing this indictment. Uh, could it save face for Donald J. Trump? It's not likely that Trump is going to have any kind of uh, deal or plea where he's going to have to admit any kind of any kind of guilt at all 
of any kind. And uh, just to finish with Marjorie Taylor Greene, she got on a megaphone down at Collect Pond Park, which is near the courthouse in Lower Manhattan. And uh, she, of, of course, was trying to, uh, to raise people's spirits. Uh, she said in the car on the way over there to her, uh, reportedly, according to the Daily Beast, to her new boyfriend, who is a member of the press, of the very conservative press, uh, she said to uh, that individual whose name is Brian Glenn, uh, Trump is joining some of the most incredible people in history being arrested today. Uh, Nelson Mandela was arrested and served time in prison. Jesus, Jesus was arrested and murdered by the Roman government. There have been many people throughout history that have been arrested and persecuted by radical corrupt governments. And it's beginning today in New York City. Well, Okay, uh, interesting and controversial comparison. She uh, also uh, said this through a megaphone before <laughs> she, uh, uh, she basically was chased away by hecklers who drowned her out. It sounded like this, clip three. And the government has been weaponized against him. I'm here to protest and use my voice and take a stand. Every American should take a stand. This is what happens in communist countries, not the United States of America. We have to take a stand against the injustice, the corruption, and the communist Democrats who are taking our legal code and twisting it, manipulating it, and perverting it into something that was never meant to be. Donald J. Trump is innocent. This is election Okay, is she trying out to make sure she gets that vice presidential nomination running alongside President Trump as his running mate? I mean, after all, she represents a key swing state, which has become a swing state uh, only very recently. It used to be solidly Republican, Georgia. But, uh, I mean, really, it is worth noting that there was a, a big effort to get uh, the 11... Republican congressman led by uh, Lee Stefanik, who is the third ranking Republican in the House, who has been a very big supporter of President Trump, to get them to come out to demonstrate in the state of New York. Uh, and none of them came except for one. And uh, <laughs> that one, we, we won't even play the music that George Santos has earned. Uh, but uh, he put the following tweet uh, up. And in fact, let us consider it uh, the tweet of the From day. From page now to the Internet. I mean, wow, what a great, smart tweet. Change his password so he no longer has access to his Twitter feed. Did you send the tweet? I did not send that tweet. My system was hacked. I was pranked. Donald Trump hasn't tweeted at us once, and I'm starting to get worried about him. So we have a new tweet. All right. Can I do the honors? Stand by. Tweet alert. Okay, the tweet alert is from uh, George Santos, Congressman George Santos, Representative George Santos, uh, Republican uh, Brazil. Uh, but in any event, uh, uh, Congressman Santos said, 
I stood by Trump from the moment he came down the escalator. Actually, he was nowhere in the building. Uh, I voted for him in the primary and twice for president in the general elections. Today I showed up because that's what real supporters do. They show up for your best and your worst days. You'll notice he doesn't say worst days. This is just he acknowledges that this is a worse day. Uh, is it really? And this this would be the question. For people who are rallying to Trump's support, for people who think that there may be something of substance of comparing President Trump to Jesus and to Nelson Mandela, as I said, you can very clearly identify for most people who are great, who are significant, who are deserving of support, you can express what it is that they are fighting for, why they have been victimized, what they have dedicated their lives and their success and their prosperity to. Okay, what's the case here? In other words, in, in the the issue that is going to be decided by uh, a court uh, of the United States of America, a New York State court, though, uh, what is there about Trump's position in which he is defending some important principle? What is the important principle here? That you can get away with anything? I mean, that there's nothing wrong with paying people hush money uh, concerning a outrageous charges, and this is not just one person. It's not just Stormy Daniels. It's it's also Karen McDougal, and we'll find out just how big a part she is of the in, indictment uh, and the charges against Trump. As soon as that is uh, basically released, there will probably be questions about that for Alvin Bragg when he does his press conference. But all of that is coming up and it begs the question. One of the reasons it seems to me that people did not turn out in by the thousands as President Trump predicted that there wasn't a protest, protest, protest or the death and destruction is because what is the cause here? And here is a, another a tweet that President Trump uh, put up today and this about the the judge who is going to be, whose name is Juan Michan, the judge who is going to be in charge of the trial and was there today taking uh, President Trump's plea of not guilty. Uh, Trump uh, on his uh, Truth Social uh, site said, very unfair venue with some areas that voted 1% Republican. He means Manhattan. Uh, this case should be moved to a nearby Staten Island would be a very fair and secure location for the trial. 57% of the people on Staten Island voted for Trump. Additionally, the highly partisan judge and his family are well-known Trump haters. He was an unfair disaster on a previous Trump-related case. Wouldn't recuse, gave horrible jury instructions and impossible to deal with during the witch hunt trial. His daughter worked for Kamala and now the Biden-Harris campaign kangaroo court, three exclamation points. Uh, the uh, idea of uh, challenging the judge before the trial has even begun, well, 
That's just one of the many legal strategies that uh, are going to be coming up for review. We're going to be speaking a little bit later in the show to a prosecutor who knows New York and uh, knows the ins and outs of our court system as well as anybody. Uh, his name, of course, is Andy McCarthy. Uh, we'll also talk about some other good news, unfailingly good news, that is worth celebrating today. We'll get to that coming up on The MedVet Show. 1-800-955-1776. The Michael Medved Show. That's 1-800-955-1776. The Michael Medved Show. And on the Michael Medved Show, I mentioned that there was some unequivocally good news for the United States for the cause of liberty, of democracy, of decency, of sanity. Uh, yesterday, uh, the Finland became the 31st member state of NATO. And it's, it's significant, and not just because for six years in a row, Finland has been rated by the UN the happiest country in the world the one where the government seems to function the best. They have a phenomenal school system, which has uh, been heralded around the world. Uh, Jen Stoltenberg, who is the general secretary of NATO, uh, commented on uh, Finland becoming that 31st NATO member. They have a significant military. They also have a very long border with Russia. Uh, and again, what's ironic about this and extremely much worth noting and celebrating is that the whole basis for uh, Putin to attack Ukraine was basically NATO was getting too close. <laughs> well, for Russia, it uh, doesn't get any closer than Finland. Uh, for the first time here at the NATO headquarters. It will be a good day for Finland security, for Nordic security, and for NATO as a whole. It is a good day. Uh, the uh, Washington Post uh, said this, uh, Finland joins NATO doubling the alliance's land border with Russia. Finnish membership will double NATO's land border with Russia, adding more than 800 miles. It will also bolster the alliance's presence around the Baltic Sea and enhance its position in the Arctic. To justify his unprovoked attack on Ukraine, Putin cited the possibility of NATO expansion. Now his war has brought a bigger, stronger NATO to his door. I am tempted to say maybe this is the one thing that we can thank Mr. Putin for, said Antony Blinken, the U.S. Secretary of State, in Brussels uh, yesterday. Uh, actually, no, he said it today. Uh, Russia's invasion has caused many countries to believe that they have more to do, uh, to look out for their own defense and to make sure they can deter possible Russian aggression going forward, he said. The, uh, uh, Sweden is next, and Sweden has a problem of two NATO members, and the members have to unanimously welcome a new member. Uh, otherwise, it doesn't. Of our alliance, we will raise the Finnish flag, this flag, for the first time here at the NATO headquarters. Thirty-one flags 
flying together as a symbol of our unity and our solidarity. And uh, uh, there is uh, more commentary on uh, Twitter from Tom Nichols, who has a lot to say about foreign policy, which is usually insightful. He says, I don't think most people realize how much this screws Russia for decades to come unless Russia decides to become a normal country and live in peace with its neighbors. And when Sweden arrives, yikes, already the most powerful alliance in the history of the planet. And uh, this was the comment by Secretary of State Antony Blinken on uh, Finland's membership, the 31st member state of NATO, clip six. We will be welcoming Finland uh, into the alliance to its seat at the table. Um, and uh, I'm tempted to say this is maybe the one thing uh, we can thank Mr. Putin for, uh, because he once again here has precipitated something he claims to want to uh, prevent by Russia's aggression, uh, causing uh, many countries to believe that they have to do more uh, to look out for their own defense uh, and uh, to make sure that uh, they could deter possible Russian aggression going forward. And uh, again, when when people talk about what the United States looks like to other countries in the world and about whether other countries in the world want to be part of a an alliance that is dominated by the United States of America, that was created by the United States of America, and that has benefited the whole world in holding back the tide of even uh, evil Stalinist communism. The, the whole idea that somehow people are going to be turning away from America because President Trump is facing uh, some accusations and being required to face down some accusations, let me point out there are, are many, many other countries in the world. Uh, Lula da Silva, the the current uh, uh, leader of Brazil, uh, was actually imprisoned for a while for corruption issues. Uh, you have, um, and leaving aside Netanyahu, we have a, a previous president of Israel, not a prime minister, but Moshe Katsav. Uh, was prosecuted after he left the presidency and was prosecuted for rape and actually went to prison. And one of the things about the rule of law is that no matter how popular you are, no matter how uh, influential you may be or how powerful you may be or how many people may come and demonstrate in your behalf, uh, there is such a thing as law. And the idea that uh, um, President Trump, it's unclear what his strategy is going to be legally defending himself on this. And the other difficulty is that it's not the last. Uh, virtually all legal experts believe that there will be at least two more indictments coming, which we will be talking about. And uh, coming up, we're also going to be waiting for the press conference from the Manhattan District Attorney, Alvin Bragg, and uh, see what he has to say about some of the revelations that have come out now that finally, 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 you have not only the idea of Trump being prosecuted, but you know exactly what he's going to be prosecuted for in this uh, attack a legal attack on President Trump. 
And also, uh, one of the things that should be uniting Americans always, which is beer and <laughs> love and appreciation of beer, there is a, uh, a, a battle going on surrounding Bud Light and uh, a current advertising strategy which is dividing Americans profoundly, even those of us who don't particularly savor Bud Light. But uh, we will cover that. Uh, we will also cover the latest entrant, apparently, into the Republican presidential field, Asa Hutchinson, who I think is a pretty impressive guy. He uh, is talking not just about the Trump situation. He believes that President Trump would help the Republican Party most by withdrawing his candidacy. Uh, but he also talks about abortion and more. We'll be talking about the candidacy of this former uh, Republican congressman and uh, two-term governor of Arkansas. And then the very latest about the uh, epical events from Manhattan and uh, the future of this prosecution with Andrew McCarthy, former leading New York federal prosecutor. All of that coming up on The Michael Medved Show in this greatest nation on God's green earth. For special discounts on history shows, check out medvedhistorystore.com.